0: Yes guys, so to celebrate the launch of the Anxiety Coach podcast, I'm running a giveaway and so if you want to be in the chance of winning a revitalized programme journal and logbook, which is something that every person who comes into the Revitalized programme gets as a gift, essentially. If you want this for free, then or to be entered into the competition to win, then please leave a rate, a review, and share the podcast on any social platform that you that you use. Thanks, guys. Much love. And I hope you enjoy the podcast. All right. So we are rocking and rolling. Episode one of the Anxiety Coach podcast. And funnily enough... I'm feeling a little anxious for it, um, which we'll get on to why a little bit later on. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to welcome you all. And I hope that some of you who need to hear what I have to say on this podcast helps you, resonates with you. Um, up and, you know, coming over the next few Episodes the next few months, the next few years, because I plan on, you know, continuing to be putting out good quality content for you guys as a way to help you overcome any chronic anxiety struggles you have. So, I'll be talking about my story, I'll be talking about stories from some clients, I'll be talking about some tools, some techniques and tips and um, things to help you conquer anxiety, so you can live an empowered life, essentially. Um, And so on this episode number one today, I thought it would be good to be able to connect with you guys a little bit deeper, those of you listening. So I thought I'd go through a brief overview of my story my story with experiencing anxiety throughout my life and up and t- up until and to the point where I am today and that's not to say I am completely free of anxiety because I'm human and if you're human you will experience anxiety and that's okay um, however it's the relationship to the feeling of anxiety which creates the anxiety disorder or the chronic anxiety or the anxiety which essentially stops you from being your true self and stops you from living the life you want okay so i'll dig in to my story and i hope that you know it resonates with some of you guys um, and feel free to you know listen and share any any uh, experiences that you have had or if this resonates with you then i'd love to know so thanks guys i'll get into it so anxiety i have struggled with anxiety from a very young age, mainly social anxiety when I was younger, um, you know, in my childhood years, in my adolescent years, which actually I wasn't really aware of what that was. I wasn't aware of what anxiety was. I just thought maybe there was something wrong with me or maybe um, it was normal the way I was feeling. And that, you know, life in that sense of having social anxiety was something that we just had to put up with and and struggle with and hope that one day it would go away. Essentially, that's what I did. Um, And I really struggled with it in school. I struggled, but managed to, I guess, push it away or hide it to a certain extent, extent, because I was a fairly good academically. I was pretty good at sport and so I'd kind of cover up those insecurities and those anxieties by being good at at sport so people kind of knew me for being the sporty kid Um, but inside I really really struggled. I struggled to speak to people, I struggled to express my true self, I struggled to you know, put my hand up and talk in class, which I know is fairly common. Um, But I'd blush, I'd get really, really red, um, talking to anyone of authority, anyone of the opposite sex, who I fancied a little bit. (laughs) So yeah, a lot of um, girls and things like that, I really, really struggled. Um, And I thought it would just go away. I thought, you know, I'll grow out of this, I'll just leave it, avoid it. Um, And then one day I'll, I'll be fine, I'll be able to... You know be confident in those situations um little did i know at the time that that was just pure avoidance and as i've learnt what we resist or what we avoid it persists it doesn't go away we just push it down and push it down imagine a imagine you've got a beach ball and you're in the sea or you're in a pool and you're pushing it down, and you're holding it, and you're holding it. As soon as you let go, it's going to come flying up out of the pool. Um, It's going to be a bit of a mess. And I'll talk to you a little bit about that when I get to it later on down the line. But yeah, so those are my school years. And actually, through that suppression, through that avoidance, I started drinking from a fairly early age um and i think i remember borrowing my my bro or someone's wasn't my brother someone's id when i was about 15 to go out clubbing with my mates who who were a few years older than me and actually it was really fun i enjoyed it but upon reflection all this partying and all this uh you know going out staying up late was all a cover-up it was all an avoidance of the uncomfortable feelings emotions anxiety that was being suppressed within me and so I kept myself busy by being out all the time by you know playing sport all the time by gaming I got very very addicted to gaming and If ever anything uncomfortable came up, I'd jump on, jump on and play uh, Gears of War. Great game. (laughs) Great game. Loved it. Um, However, I know for a fact that I used it as an escape from myself. Until one day, I think I was 19 or 20, um, at Boardmasters Festival down in Cornwall in the UK, if anyone's heard of it. It's a a good festival. I had my full, you know, first full-blown panic attack and out-of-body experience. So I think it was on the Saturday, we'd been drinking, doing all sorts of substances at the festival, and it was on the Saturday. and In the evening or night after the you know, Ax had finished. We were back at the tent, and um, had a cocktail of alcohol and and drugs. And then I distinctly remember my mate having a having a spliff, smoking some weed, and I was I had a little bit. And then all of a sudden, actually it wasn't all of a sudden. It kind of built slowly within my body and um it just felt like this burning sensation this real burning sensation started at my toes started um making its way up up my legs up to my torso arms up to my face and it was there for hours what felt like hours and it wouldn't go away So I tried to then just go and sleep it off. Um, So I was there lying down, trying to sleep it off, completely on my own, because everyone was asleep. So I was absolutely shitting myself, thinking I was dying. Um, And I then started not being able to breathe, which is, as you know, if you've ever had a panic attack, that can be a very, very difficult thing, is... You know that feeling of not being able to get air in not being able to breathe and as soon as that happens and then you kind of feel as though you can't take that breath in you then start to you know panic a little bit more because you feel like you can't breathe you feel like you're gonna die you feel like you're gonna pass out and never wake up again and essentially that was the cycle that i kept going through um and then i actually took myself to the medical tent (laughs) probably the only person ever to do that because i was just so scared i thought i was dying i thought i was going to die so i took myself over there to that medical tent and that was where i was having that my first out-of-body experience i was sitting there just completely scared panicky then all of a sudden i could hear all these voices, I could hear my dad, I could hear all my mates just kind of shouting my name. Um, And then from that, I thought I had, I had died. And then what I remember is just all of a sudden coming out of my body and almost like looking down on the whole like festival camp, camping area. Um, And then looking over the tent that I was staying in And i was just in that in that tent lying there which was a really really surreal weird thing to happen and that must have lasted a few seconds but what actually felt like a long time whilst hearing all these voices um so it was actually almost like a a little bit of a panic out of body bit of a psychotic episode and it was the scariest thing that's ever happened to me to be honest um Looking back now, from where I am now, actually, I see it as potentially one of one of the best things that's happened to me. And I know in the moment, if you are struggling or, or suffering um, with anxiety, that's the weirdest thing you'd ever think of hearing. But now I think, actually, that happening, that situation, that scenario, happening to me at the age of 19 or 20, was a massive wake-up call huge wake-up call um but yeah i struggled for a long time after that actually um that episode kind of threw me into a spiral of chronic health anxiety depersonalization so i'd look in the mirror and not even recognize the person looking back um just completely lost my sense of self, my identity, didn't know who I was, didn't know where I was going in life, didn't really know what was going on and a sense of derealisation which is where nothing seems quite real, it's hard to explain, it's almost like you're looking through a, a lens the whole time um, and I was actually at one point thinking I, w- I had died that night boardmasters boardmasters, and I was just looking you know just walking around in a world that that wasn't real and so that was a pretty scary place to be as well um, looking back now realizing now knowing being a bit more knowledgeable around um, the nervous system and anxiety and and um, mental health I now realized that that was my nervous system in freeze mode, that fight, flight or freeze response. My nervous system was in freeze because it was so overwhelmed. It was in that red zone. The anxiety, the suppressed emotion, the stress that I was under just throughout life and that experience, my stress bucket was well and truly overflowing and overflowing for too long, that my nervous system essentially just shut down as a protection mechanism to protect me from all these overwhelming um, emotions. Essentially, I couldn't handle the stress, and so I hit that breaking point. I'd hit rock bottom, and honestly, I couldn't. I couldn't really see a way out. I dropped out of uni after you know not being able to leave my room a lot of the time. On some occasions, constantly on the google thinking i had absolutely everything you know wrong with me health wise i barely went to any lectures because i couldn't i would almost go into that panic mode sitting in a, a lecture hall full of people i was so sensitive to light to sound to everything it was all so overwhelming because my nervous system was you know just so out of out of whack out of balance um somehow and i'm super grateful to have made some really really good friends within those first few months um in uni halls even though i was really struggling to connect with anyone i had severe brain fog all because of this you know dysregulated nervous system um but i somehow managed to make some good friends um and actually went back to uni swansea the year after and finished finished the next three years finish the course manage to do really well and get a first because I'd actually set my myself that goal and that target to you know overcome and conquer this anxiety this chronic anxiety and go back and finish what I started Um, yeah it's a long process a tough process but like I mentioned a minute ago I now see that Boardmasters kind of episode, as what some people call my dark night of the soul, the kind of the death of the old me, uh, or the wake up call, the wake up call that I needed to outgrow that old insecure um, conditioned self, and that's why I'm here today, essentially. That's why I'm here, doing this podcast, telling you my story. And I'm going to tell you in a minute how I kind of got myself from that place, from that really dark place where I didn't see a way out. Um, And actually, yeah, I did think about ending my life a few times because I was really struggling. And that was the only way out that I saw. And so I kind of gave myself that ultimatum. I'm going to give it a fucking good crack and get out. So I finally managed to open up. I opened up to my, to my dad actually first because he asked. He knew something was up. He was the person who really helped me out um, with uni and dropping out and deferring that year because I was so anxious I couldn't even speak to the, the people that I needed to speak to to get that sorted out. Um, I tried CBT through the NHS and to be honest, that didn't really work for me for a few reasons. One, because I didn't do the work, to be honest. Two, I wasn't ready to do the work. Two, because they didn't really get to the root cause. They didn't really dig a little deeper into into kind of uncovering that subconscious pattern and three because my physiology was out of balance I wasn't eating well wasn't sleeping well I wasn't moving well or often enough and I had no awareness at that time of how much your breathing and your breath can affect the way you feel can affect your nervous system can affect your physiology And is so so huge in um in healing anxiety is using that breath and having that awareness of that breath, how you're breathing. Um those four fundamentals are huge. You know, if we're not eating, moving, sleeping or breathing well, or if they're really out of balance, then we we don't really give ourselves a chance to fully conquer anxiety. Um, and as a really really great guy i follow on um on instagram he's called i believe he's called the holistic savage on instagram um says that if your brain is on fire it can't rewire and so what he means by that is if you know your nervous system if your brain is inflamed by your physiology being out of balance So eating, moving, breathing, sleeping. If those are out of balance, then you can do all the CBT, all the reframing, all the um, cognitive work. But it'll be very, very hard to change because your physiology is out of balance. Um, And so that was a really, really good wake up call for me to make a few changes there. To get out in nature a bit more, to start moving again, start playing rugby again. And then actually also doing some soft skills like meditation, like journaling. They really, really help for sure. They help me become more self aware. They help me um, become aware of my triggers, my anxiety triggers, and actually just allowing and giving myself some space. For my subconscious to come up with the answers. Because I know so often that when we are anxious. When we are in that fight or flight state. We're always doing. Constantly doing. Not giving ourselves the space. The time to develop that self-awareness. To develop that almost being. And when we are being. That allows us to come up with our own answers that allows our subconscious to come up with its own answers provided we ask it and give it the right environment um, and ask it those questions which we'll kind of go through in some other episodes because we do guys we all have the answers within us We just need to reconnect to ourselves, reconnect to our true authentic self and our intuition. But we can't do that if we're so distracted by being pulled around by our thoughts, our phones, other distractions. And so we need to give ourselves that space and give give ourselves those answers. And it takes time. And it's not linear. Sometimes it, you know, we go take three steps forward, two steps back, one step forward, two steps back. And that's okay, that's part of the healing process. So as long as we're aware, aware as long as we're aware of that, we know it's not gonna be super easy, it's not gonna be straightforward. And having the support there, that really helps. And actually from that experience and from my experience of where I was to where I am now personally and and coaching others, I believe that the anxiety we experience is made up of one, usually more than one, two or three of these things. And so number one, it's a message from our body, our nervous system that something's out of balance and we need to pay attention to an aspect of our lives that we need to rebalance or that we need to change or pay attention to or let go. When I say let go, I mean accept for then the nervous system to, to rebalance. Whether that's potentially a suppressed emotion a traumatic experience we've had growing up you know whether we were bullied whether we were um, in a household that wasn't wasn't great it can be you know as small as someone looking at you the wrong way and, and you taking it a certain way and not being able to process or fully express yourself in that moment those emotions can then get stored in the body and that is what, you know, trauma that word gets used a lot now and essentially what that is is un- processed unexpressed emotion that gets stored within the, the body and the nervous system and then it can show up as you know poor mental health anxiety and actually it can manifest as physical disease or physical illness and actually the second thing where anxiety, comes up is by doing something meaningful or by having something meaningful meaningful coming up in our lives for example i said at the start of this podcast i was actually feeling a bit anxious because this is meaningful to me i want it to be good um and another example of that is that I used to experience a lot of social anxiety and the meaning behind that was for me to feel accepted. So there was a lot of anxiety around feeling judged or being rejected. And then the third thing that I've learned is that anxiety is a protection mechanism. It's a protection mechanism to stop us from going through something potentially harmful and that we're uncertain of what that outcome may be because our brains and our bodies like certainty because in certainty there is safety right now however even if this familiar scenario may not be the best thing for us our subconscious mind or our inner child knows that actually it's safe that primal part of us that is focused on pure survival knows that actually we're alive right now so if we keep doing what we're doing we're going to stay alive even if what we're doing right now is detrimental to our long-term health or to our lives right now and so it's there as a protection mechanism also but through developing that self-awareness, through rebalancing that nervous system. And that's what I did through working on those fundamentals, the breath work, the movement, the nutrition, the sleep, getting a good routine set. My nervous system is in a lot more balance and i measure that with this this ring i've got an aura ring it's great and so i measure that something called my hrv heart rate variability um, which we'll talk about soon Um, that measures the resilience and the state of your of your nervous system your autonomic nervous system and it's a really good way to see how you know stressed out you're getting or or, the, or you know the state of your nervous system essentially. Um, and I've learned that we need to have a sense of community, a sense of belonging and the freedom within that to express our true selves without fear or judgment. and that connection to others, but also that connection to ourselves because we get so disconnected. And that was me, for sure. I was so disconnected from who I really was at the core level. I was trying to be someone else. I was trying to be this cocky, confident, sporty guy. Whereas my true self is (laughs) a little bit weird. Likes to just dance around, jumping around naked in in my kitchen. Um, And just being a little bit silly. I'd kind of suppressed that part of me. And I realised through that journaling, through those soft skills, that that's a part of me that needs needs to be there. And actually, it's great. It's fun. Just that childlike side of us that we get told isn't right, shouldn't be there. It's not true. It's in all of us. And we need to embrace it because we'll feel so much better and we lift other people up by being that. And then the, the last point, the last thing I learned is that we need meaning, we need purpose in our lives. We need those targets around that meaning or purpose, some goals. And that can be as small as, you know, waking up, if we're really really struggling and that meaning and that purpose can be making it through the day and that target can be waking up and brushing our teeth first thing it can be waking up and going outside getting some sunlight first thing that can be that little mini goal and that's where the magic is guys in creating change in conquering anxiety is that self-awareness. Being able to express and be your true self, be authentic, create that sense of identity who you want to be because so often we identify ourselves as the anxious person and that becomes our belief then and when we believe that to our core that's what we'll keep keep attracting subconsciously we need to develop that self-awareness to realize that that is where a lot of us get stuck is in those beliefs and that identity that we have for ourselves, We need to get those fundamentals in place to get our nervous system into a balanced state and give ourselves that space for those answers of of the things that we need to do to come up. And one really, really important part is not trying to go alone, is reaching out, friends, family, therapist, coach, someone to support you through that process because it's it's not an easy one, it's an uncomfortable journey you have to do new things you have to go into that uncertainty where that anxiety arises you have to lean into that for your subconscious for that inner child to realize ah oh, this is safe i am okay and so guys I hope you've enjoyed that kind of episode. Um, I chatted for a while. It's good fun. Um, Love you all, you legends. And let me know your thoughts. Let me know your experience. And I look forward to seeing you guys in the next episode legends much love thank you for listening guys i mean from the bottom of my heart i really really appreciate it and i would love it if this resonated with you and you know of anyone that you know would really really benefit from hearing this if you could re- leave a positive rate and review and also share share on your platforms or share with anyone who you think this may benefit.